Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. I'm your host, Meg Ricicci, and this podcast series is about demystifying women's hormonal issues and struggles and all the stuff that dances in between for women. I am super excited because this is the first episode of season two. I'm no longer recording in a studio setting. I get to record in the comfort of my home, looking out over a lovely pond. It's a great setting. I think it's a great way for me to move forward with season two because I'm going to have an incredible dynamite lineup of guests. And that is starting today with my beautiful guest, Lori Johnson, that I will bring on in just a few minutes. But right now, I'd like to extend a lot of love, a lot of grace, and a really big hug to everyone. So sweet lovelies everywhere. I want to dedicate this episode to you today and the title of today's podcast, Breathing Deeply into a New Breath of Being. The landscape of our lives has changed, my life, your life, and since COVID-19 has ignited an unprecedented global shift, it's been a complete 180. And in light of that, of what is going on right now, I wanted to create an episode that could provide spiritual nourishment, comfort, and ease, and some great aha moments that we all need. I wanted to share a different perspective on what's going on. I wanted today to be a conversation with your heart and to ease the fear in your sweet adrenals. I wanted to provide a conversation that could speak to your soul and help you navigate uncertainty. And this is a time of new beginnings for all of us on so many levels. We are coursing through life so differently. Events are unfolding, not just around us, but inside of us. We are birthing a new humanity and we're in labor right now, kind of in a breach position and we need a little assistance to turn. And there's a lot of ambiguity surrounding us. And this is why I'm so delighted to introduce today's guest, Lori Johnson. She has been a spiritual counselor, a spiritual intuitive and psychic for over 30 years. She has clients all over the United States and internationally. She is super insightful. And Lori and I had a conversation a few weeks ago about her take on COVID-19. And I just said, Lori, please come on my show. I want you to be the first guest of season two. So Lori, welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. Thank you very much. It is my pleasure to be here. So can you share COVID through your eyes? This is the biggest year of change that we are going to have in our lives. It is not something that is just about this year and an annoyance that gets us to not go to work or to not communicate with people or to be denied something in one way or another. There's a much, much, much bigger picture that we have been working on for basically the last hundred years, came in stronger in the 60s, but this is a transformation. It's like the evolution of humankind, and it is a culmination of three different levels of journey, a 2,000-year journey of of the Piscean Age, which is an astrological thing, a 5,125-year journey of the Mayan calendar, Day of Mankind, and more importantly, the ending of a 26,000-year journey, which is how we have evolved as human beings up until this point. So moving forward from this year, while we have had choices to step into consciousness in a different way, probably since the 60s and getting stronger and stronger and stronger since the end of the world in 2012, which ended the world, just not physically. Now we're in this whole new, what's called, the easiest way of explaining it is the Aquarian Age energy, because everybody knows, you know, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, but it is an enlightenment energy. We came out of the last 2000 years has been about the male energy finding their power through the power over And that was the last male lesson that needed to be done. Within the Mayan calendar, it was 5,125 years of male lessons. Before that, it was 5,000 years of female lessons and back and forth. We've stopped that. This is our first lifetime. This is our first energy where it's all about balance. We've been given opportunities to accept the balance, to accept the harmony, to accept the humanity of where we're going. But there are a lot of people still wanting to stand in mankind 
of the separation of making some people important because they were born men or some people important because they were born of a color or of money. And now it is equal all the way across the line. This year, COVID comes in to be part of that, raising the crap from before and bringing in the humanity that we all have. And a lot of people, a lot of young souls are on the planet right now, and they're not really enjoying being forced to get the lesson about equality and about humanity, about being a good human being, not being a good man or a good woman, but being a good human being. So COVID is coming in, honestly, as tip of the iceberg for the changes that are going on, but it's a physical aspect of change that we can focus on, we can focus our fear on, focus the change on, and say it's that fault that I can't do this, it's this, the COVID's fault that I can't be able to you know, explore, I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have the work, whatever. It's really here to help us focus on something while the rest of the iceberg underneath is changing us on a cellular level, on a vibrational level. And that stuff is making everybody afraid anyway, because it's like, we don't know where we're going. We've never experienced this before. We don't have anything to base it on. There's no instruction manual. So we're given COVID to focus on, but it's actually while it's doing that, while it's giving us a focal point, it's also a very karmic thing. There are a lot of people, most people on the planet, don't have any close relationship with death. And I don't mean that they haven't met somebody who has died or they haven't been affected by it. But we've kind of forgotten that the cycle of our world, of our life, is life, death, rebirth. And that death isn't something to be afraid of. But in the last 2,000 years of the Piscean Age, any organized religion teaches that you have to do what you're told because the punishment is how you die, what happens after you die. So we've lost the connection that this is a natural thing, and then we get more modern medicine that has come in and has made it easier to stay alive at a cost of us not really knowing our own energy. So what this is doing is offering a new way of being able to look at who we really are underneath everything, and it's giving people who don't know how to let go because they have forgotten how to do that and they're on drugs or they're being taken care of and they don't have control of themselves, their own bodies or their own lives. It's giving them an opportunity to let go. And it seems like it's, you know, a really hard way to die, but it's an opportunity to let go and complete karma in a really short period of time. So can you break this down in ways of like, how can people start looking at this? What can people do or how can people be? during this shift. I mean, I think there are many of us, I look at this and I go into a place of prayer and meditation to ask, how can I show up today? How can I be the best version of me? I am feeling fear. How do I move through this? What kind of recommendations can you make for someone where this may be the beginning of a spiritual awakening for them that they have never experienced before and they don't have the tools to understand fully how to facilitate. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. A lot of people, again, with the way that organized religions have been, it's not about you finding your own spirituality. It's you following somebody else's spirituality. And all of those were good people that you were following, but it's not about you finding this for yourself. And that's where we are right now. So I understand exactly what you're saying. So are you, I mean, my feeling about this, and Carolyn Mace talks about it, and other people do too, is that organized religion is starting to shift. It's more of about a collective spiritual consciousness. Organized religion may be starting to fade and not be part of the construct that allows us to move forward. But I think that it creates separation. This is a time where, as you know, I mean, from a holistic perspective, we're looking at, we're all connected. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't even matter what nationality you are. When I look at the human body, when somebody comes to me and they're ill, I, just because they're having depression, I don't look at their brains. I look at their gut. I look at what's going on with their thyroid. What's a variety of factors in treating the whole? And I feel that part of this COVID experience is that we're realizing we're all connected. You know, within four months, this has impacted almost Every country on the globe, it has actually. You know, I was talking to my sister last night and I thought it was interesting. She said, I feel so antsy. I have all this time. I don't know what to do. 
I want to go back and do what I, you know, I, I want to be busy again. And I said, you know, this is a time, I think, for us to go inside and ask, why am I feeling so antsy? How can I kind of be with this and sit with that and ask what can shift within me? I'd love your perspective. Please dive in here <laughs> on what I'm saying. It is a huge, huge shift because we've been, yeah, you're right. It has been up until this point, up until the end of the world on December 21st, 2012, which is when this shift physically happened, the energetic, the vibrational shift happened, that up until that time, specifically over the last 2,000 years, can be a lot longer than that. But it was about us finding out who we are through it's about me, like a five-year-old finds out who they are by throwing their ego at everybody else and then gauging who they are by the responses that they get back. But we've also become incredibly self-indulgent in how we look at ourselves and our own power. And this is what's changing, that you're exactly right. This is the first time in human history. It is about that awareness that we are all the same. We are all part of the same energy. Yep. We're part of the universe. It's all the same freaking thing. We don't leave this planet being Catholic or Muslim or, or Hindu. Yeah. We're all the same stuff. You know, we're all from the same spark. We're all from that big bang. We're all yeah. made in the image and likeness. You know, there's God stuff in all our DNA. And that's significant to realize that we are connected and that every action we take impacts this planet. It impacts others. Yeah, it's a good thing for us to be aware of that or to stand in awareness of that. But sometimes standing in awareness of that means that you have to let go of what you were taught. All organized religions, almost all of them, except maybe one or two exceptions, started within 2,000 years ago, give or take 100, 200 right. years. And all of them were for the purpose of us being able to connect with higher source. We needed mm -hmm. to be instructed how to do that. So we had really strict organization and really strict rules, which obviously went too far. But it still introduced us to or reintroduced us because we knew this a long time ago introduced us to higher source, to creator, to God, to goddess, however it works for any individual. But now we are in that zone where it is about nobody else can connect you to higher source. You either get it yourself or you don't get it. You don't have somebody who can be that medium like a, a priest or somebody who theoretically knows God or creator more than you do. It's about that connection. But when you get that connection, it does mean you're connected to everybody else because everybody else, again, you're saying has the same stuff. So organized religion, the way it has been, has served its purpose. There's nothing bad about it. It served its purpose. It is no longer needed because our spirituality is about our own individual energy and connection to creator and how we connect to others because all life on the planet, all life everywhere is important. Bugs are as important as human beings are, and that's not how we've been looking at things. So this is what we're coming into. Not that I'm still not going to kill a cockroach if it comes at me, but it's about that being aware of the life and everything and not the life that's in the box that you were brought up in or the box that your religion tells you. We are expanding. If we just look at in the last 50, 60 years on how we've expanded and being able to communicate on a physical level by if you have a cell phone and somebody else in another country has a cell phone, you can connect with them anywhere. This is an example yeah. of how our energy is going to be connecting. And right now we are in that conscious push to change all about me to all about us right now this year. Well, you know, what I find so interesting about COVID-19 is how it's attacking the lungs. And I look at the lungs of our planet being the rainforest and the lungs of our planet are being compromised. And energetically, you know, the lungs in Chinese medicine, it's about a lot of grief. And how do we heal that? You know, how do we go about bringing healing on this planet, because it's just not about, I mean, I think what COVID-19 has brought about, and I think you and I even touched on this, is that it's creating this incredible pause for us to look at everything else that's not working in the world and in our lives. You know, like climate control is a real thing. And that's something that we have responsibility and we need to look at right now. So there may be other things that are coming up but COVID-19 is acting as a catalyst. What is your take on the unfolding of what's going on right now? It is for each one of us to be as clear as we can possibly be about 
ourselves without the fear. The fear is just, it's old age teaching, doesn't have anything to do with where we're going. This is a year of trust. This is a year of truth revealed. Anything that we do on a personal level is not about, I mean, it's about the bigger picture, but this year mm-hmm. it's not. This year it is that grassroots. You get yourself straight. You get yourself out of fear. You trust your journey. And everything that is happening with the COVID, with all the responses to the COVID, with all the craziness and the chaos that is going on and everybody else's different take on it and what you should do brings us down to what we feel inside, what our gut is, what our connection is to ourselves. That is what we're nourishing right now. So with this being a great karmic year, a great karmic leveling year, we can't help anybody else with their karma. You cannot run next to somebody learning their balance on a two-wheel bicycle and hold the handlebars for them for the rest of their lives. They have to get it. You can't help anybody else. But the way, I feel the way that we can start experiencing that. The most intimate relationship that we can possibly have is with our breath. And anytime someone is in a place of fear, and I've done this a lot so many times in my office, I'll just stop a session and I will just do deep breathing. The best way to help somebody get out of a fight or flight, the best way to center oneself is through the breath. And I think when people say, what can I do? I said, the simplest thing you can do every day And you can do it a few times a day. And we have the time right now. Just quiet yourself. Don't have any agenda. And just focus on your breath for a minute. Focus on that deep inhalation through your nose and that exhalation through your mouth. And what happens, it takes people out of a sympathetic response, which is driving cortisol. And it just takes them into a place of ease and calm, parasympathetic nervous system where everything just starts to feel more grounded. And, you know, again, I think people are feeling so antsy because we're so used to being revved up and in a state of doing that this is the biggest surrender I think any of us have ever experienced in our lives. We just have to be. Yes. And it's kind of a forced surrender, because if you don't learn how to do that, then you're causing your own problems. You're your own worst enemy here. And it's perfect with the breathing, because people are so tense in the fear that they don't even know they're picking up. Because the stuff here is that with the change that's going on, because we had the opportunity to, to do it consciously and we didn't, this is forced change. And it freaks people out because we've thought we've been in control for 2,000 years. We haven't, but it was a nice idea. People are still holding on to that. You can't tell COVID, I don't like you, get away from me. The war on COVID, that word war is ridiculously stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Because it doesn't have any, you can't go beat it up. You can't shoot it. You can't blow it up. But the idea that we're picking up so much fear and anxiety, not just for ourselves, but people who are really grounded with this, can pick that up all over the place and not be aware they're doing it. And it makes them really tight and tense and their muscles get really tense. So the deep breathing that you're talking about physically relaxes their body's reaction to the energy that's going on. You know, part of the change that has gone on for me right now is that I have made the decision to stop acupuncture in my practice. In light of COVID-19, I actually just went for a antibody test today. And I just don't want to put myself or actually I don't want to put others at risk. You know, I could be a carrier. Well, probably at this point I would, you know, we don't know. And, And I just don't feel like my office is set up in a way that I could guarantee that if anyone came in, there could be the possibility that somebody could be a carrier and they could give it to someone else. So in light of that, I've made the decision to be completely virtual, which I'm doing right now and quite excited about. And actually, as I said before, I'm doing the podcast in my own home. But I think it's also forcing me out there in the world because I want to start reaching more women and I want to start doing more webinars and lectures and sharing information on a larger scale. But acupuncture is really beautiful because it prods the body back to a state of balance. And that's why things like yoga and breathing, breathing is the simplest thing, going outside and sitting under a tree is a great way to ground. We're just so busy being busy. We don't even know why the fuck we're busy. Yeah. And that's the truth. Yeah. Everybody's just so busy. I'm like, well, why are you so busy? Why are you working, you know, 12 hours a day? What are you doing it for? You're working for somebody else 
You were hired for a job that was 10 hours. Now it's 12. Now it's 14 hours. And you're burnt out. And you wonder why you suddenly have an autoimmune issue. Yeah. How do we dial back or pull back or better yet, we have the opportunity right now to put our lives in perspective to say, what do I need? What is of value? What is important to me? And that's what I, you know, the conversation today is about. I'm saying to people, take the moment and ask authentically, are you walking a path you want to walk? Do you want to stay in the job you're in? Are you being fulfilled in your life and other areas? Is there balance? Where can you bring balance in? This may be a time for people to say, my God, I've been working 12, 14 hour days. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a reset year. It's a reset. It gives us what we reset into is going to be absolutely nothing like where we came from. Let's talk about that, because that to me, it feels like we can never go back to what it was, nor would we want to or should we? It's like we have to move forward. It's not just about, oh, COVID's going to go away. This is, how do I say this? COVID is a catalyst for a bigger picture. It is the awakening. It's interesting. And I brought this up in another podcast and I, I use this metaphor. Everybody's waiting for the second coming, you know, whether it be the end of the world or Jesus to show up again. But the second coming is the awakening of that consciousness and birthing within ourselves. That's what this moment is. Yes, it's exactly it's the it. opportunity. It's the second coming. Do you want to wake up? Yep. And the way that it goes this year is that again, because we had choice and a lot of people took it, but not enough to really change the trajectory of where we are. We are in the hands of higher source right now, whether you consider that angelic energy or God or spirit angels, whatever. It's higher source. And the hardest thing for us to do is to trust that even though we can't see the outcome, even though we can't see day to day how this is going to play out, we are in a higher purpose, a higher transformation, and we already have the guidance that takes us there. It's already in place. All we have to do is relax into it and try to forget that we're in control because we're not in control. We never have been. And now when you have to do that practicing of let go, let God or goddess or creator, that's our journey here. And to take care of self, to develop self, because if you stop and pause, not even stop and think, but stop like you're talking and pause and breathe, or at least just be. Most people do not know how to have a quiet mind, don't know how to be no. with themselves or comfortable with themselves without something distracting them. Like it's TV or I've got to be on the internet or I've got to be on my cell phone. They don't know how to do it and we're forced to do that one way or another right now. And if you don't get the memo, you're going to be given another memo that's going to have just as much information with a lot more vehemence. So do you feel that we will start doing or start creating the space for change? The space is already there. It's a matter of who steps into it. Oh, and not everybody on the planet great. is already is stepping into it. We've got some astrological and energetic changes that are happening. Okay. January was a nice month. February was a nice month. March was a long year. April is a long year. Every month yeah. that we have for the rest of this year is a year unto itself. It is going to feel like forever because whenever I'm sure people who have been in traumatic situations like getting a divorce or waiting to find out if somebody is going to live after a heart attack, that that time that you're thinking about that, you're like really aware and alive and your spidey senses are out to make sure that everything is as okay as it can possibly be. And that is time out of time. It's elongated. Two weeks of waiting to see if somebody is going to live from something is like 20 years. And we are in that time out of time zone because literally this is, we live in a nice world that's based on time and space because that's our playground, that's our classroom. But now we're elongating that to get into a whole different zone of what that means. We've had time as a nice little package that gives us being able to work a number of hours a day and being able to delineate things, but we are not a linear being. We have been linear thinking for 2,000 years, and now everything is about the balance, left hemisphere, right hemisphere. Something else people can do is look at any kind of meditation or the solfeggio tones that get you to balance your right and left hemispheres of the brain, because that's happening anyway. Again, the energy has already changed. Now, 
we have to change. We can't be playing around and say, I'll change at some point. You change, you fix it. By December 21st this year, when we have the winter solstice, there's a major astrological event that puts us into that new level. We're no longer standing on the edge of one foot is in the Piscean age, one foot is in the Aquarian age. December 21st puts us fully into the Aquarian age. And if we aren't in harmony with that vibration, if we don't lift ourselves in consciousness, in working on ourselves into that higher level, we don't fit. We become obsolete on the planet, which doesn't mean we die. It basically means that our input is no longer important. We are no longer the ones who are leading the way that the kids are looking at things, the way that their communication is, the way that they're coming from a completely different point of view and that they feel everything as much as they think everything. That's where we're headed. And it's not that we can miss it because it's already happened. We get there or we don't. Most people will get there. And how will they get there? Because the challenge of how you look at yourself is going to be put on everybody every single day until an enlightenment happens. But it's really, it's about going inward. Yes. It's about breathing. I mean, that's what, you know, today is the title of this podcast, breathing deeply into a new breath of being. Again, you know, I know for me that... And I share it with clients, the best way to hear people say, well, I, I can't hear anything. I, I don't know what to do. Just sit. Yeah. And I will say this 50 times during this podcast. Try to breathe. You don't have to think about anything. And I say a lot of times, God to me is a consciousness. God, give me grace to be present right now. I am really scared. I am not centered. I just, I open myself to breathing in divine grace to allow me to be exactly where I need to be in this moment. And I believe prayer, whatever that is, having a conversation with oneself to say, I open myself up to the best version of me today. We never say that. How no. can I show up and be the best of me to make a difference in this world? How may I be that for others and myself? And that's what this, you know, it's, it's interesting. A few months even before this, my prayers have been, how may I be that in the world? And actually last year for about six months, I kept having these dreams of having this dry cough, like I couldn't catch my breath. And it was this dry cough that I couldn't cough. And it just, I remember, so picking up on what is, but I believe that healing, you know, the most, the first thing we do is we take in a breath and it's the very last thing, action that we take before we leave this world. Why not connect to that? Yeah. And it's the answer. I mean, it's that simple because most yeah. people, you know, I love transcendental meditation, but Westerners mm. really can't do that because we are taught from the get go, bigger, harder, stronger, faster. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to listen to nothing. Breathing, mm. doing any kind of meditation where you are doing a guided meditation or you are drumming or chanting or something that involves the breath with it, but is something mm -hmm. that you can physically do to get used to you slowing down because you can mm -hmm. do it. You can just do the breathing, which is very simple, but most people will do it like three times and go, okay, I'm bored. And then they stop because we're not. Well, used to that. here's an opportunity. I say to people, this is a time be a little uncomfortable because you're creating a new way of being. You don't get up one morning and do a 26 mile run. You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many miles a marathon is, but the, <laughs> the point is, you start with a mile, you start with two, and you work your way up. So it's, it's what I say in my practice, you know, lean into the discomfort because that discomfort is, is an opportunity to change. Yeah. And if you don't lean in, it's going to be there anyway. So oh, you yeah. might have And when people say, it. I can't, well, what would it be like if you could? And what would it be like to say, wow, this is really shitty and this is really hard. Good for you. Sit with it. Yeah. And breathe. And That's breathe. the only, yeah, and breathe. You know, we're so, we're in a world right now that everything we want is almost immediate. You get on Amazon, you get a product the next day. Yeah. You can order takeout. It shows up at your door. We get pissed off because a, a cell phone call drops. Well, jeez, yeah. I can connect with somebody in Paris in about two minutes on the computer. Do you remember when we did dial up and how much <laughs> that cost? You know, I look back a few decades and it's like, oh, my God, 
you know, you had a phone. If you wanted to meet somebody for dinner, they left a, they'd left a message on your, on your tape recorder. So it's just a very different world. It's so immediate. And I wonder, I think we had more patience back then because we didn't have this technology. We didn't have this present point of reference. Does yeah, that make sense? It does make sense. And the cool thing about it in a backwards kind of way is that technology is preparing us for the next evolution of humankind. We are mm-hmm. all spiritual beings, whether we remember it or not, whether we're standing in it now or not. We are all spiritual yes. beings. We have connection to everybody all the time, but we've been so much into what I've got to do for myself. That's been our development. That's fine. Now we're expanding into that. But since the 60s, when we finally got computers, it's a very Aquarian age thing. Aquarian, you know, even though the symbol of it is the water bear, it's an air sign. It's a communication through the airwaves sign. The symbol for it is the two wavy lines. That's not waves in water. That's airwaves. So everything we're doing wow. with the cell phones, with the internet connection, with being able to communicate with anybody is a precursor to us being able to do it without needing electronics. That's where we're headed. Not everybody's mm-hmm. going to be psychic, but everybody's going to be on that level of being aware on multiple dimensions within self. It's not just being aware mentally because that's just part of who we are. If you want to study something and you're having a really hard time and it's all logical, you play a nice single stroke drumming track underneath it of ritual drumming like the dun, 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 dun. Because what that does is it opens up the right hemisphere and you remember everything you're doing from a spiritual point of view or a creative point of view. You remember numbers that are associated with colors, which you don't see if you're just looking at it from the left hemisphere. So anything that we do now that is about the breath, that is about us moving forward and is about being able to get in touch with our own intuition or our own gut instinct or just who we are underneath all the layers of things that have been put on us to learn, we get into exactly where we need to be by relaxing into it and not trying to fight it. I feel one of the most important things is self-care and what self-care does. It teaches us how to nurture ourselves. So a lot of times... And what I do, food is a vehicle, food is medicine, but teaching people how to eat better and to cook and to shop for food and to prepare it. And it takes time and people are not used to that. And, you know, part of taking supplements and resting and taking care of oneself, it forces us to slow down and it gives us the opportunity to connect because when we take care of ourselves, we're the best version of who we can be in the world. That means body, mind, spirit. You can take all the vitamins in the world, but you got to eat right. Yeah. And you've got to sleep and you got to move. And we have to meditate or prayer. We, we need that personal time. That is a piece that I feel is so missing for people. So when I work with individuals, showing them how to eat, how to reset their bodies through foods and proper supplementation. But part of that is, are they creating the space to be the best mothers they can be to themselves? Yeah. You know, so they can give birth to incredible things. I'm going to read something I posted on Instagram today, and I think it's just so apropos. Yeah, I posted this. Your follicular phase is about the rise of estrogen and the release of an egg, a potential birth. It's a time of creativity and exploration of what you can give birth to in your life. So how would you like to show up this month and rock your spark? (laughs) You know, the amazing thing about a woman's cycle, particularly if she's not on the pill, but the beauty of the cycle is there's this incredible ebb and flow to the hormones that, and I'm simplifying it, the first half is about the release of the egg. It's like getting in touch with, oh, oh, what what can I do that's creative? And then the second half of the cycle, going more inward and asking, well, how do I manifest this in the world? What I love about women and their hormones, if they can get in sync with that, and that's what I try to get people, women to do, it's very exciting. It's, uh, you know, PMS is just a way of letting people know something's out of whack. And But the point is, it's taking the time to say, what do I need this yeah. month? What yeah. is of value? What is important? This goes for men and women. What is of value? What is important for me? Something feels uncomfortable 
Maybe I need to sit with that to figure out why am I so uncomfortable? And then it hits. It's like, oh yeah, I don't like my job. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's time. I mean, for me, you know, the last time I actually placed needles in someone, it was on uh, March 19th. You know, aside from nutritional counseling, I also have an acupuncture practice. And a few weeks after that, I woke up early one morning and I went, wait a minute, when am I going back to work? When am I going back to my office? Can I go back to my office? And, but do I really want to? And I went, no, I'm done. I'm closing my office. I'm done with brick and mortar. I want to pursue working with women differently. I feel that pull and that calling. And I felt this, not a weight lift, but I felt this, like I gave energetic birth to something bigger. And I'm allowing that to cultivate. Oh, yeah. It's a high. It's to get into that zone where you release things. It's, again, like all the coats that people have been putting on you, like you Mm -hmm. should do this, you should do that. And women especially, because for the last 2,000 years, our job was to take care of the men, we're having a whole idea of how we can take care of ourselves that we never were able to experience before. But the training from 2,000 years kind of lingers over so that we are in many cases, having to find out our own power through our own bodies, through the hormones that a lot of people, a lot of specifically male AMA doctors don't have a clue about because they're still treating men as if the hormones in men are more important, sidebar. But we're moving into that that self-power and the sacredness of being a woman as opposed to if you have a period, you are then, don't hang around men, don't do that. And all of your hormones and that that's your problem, you're just being over-emotional. And that's the stuff that's wakening up right now because women have the power. Women have not lost. We learned our big lessons 5,000 years ago. So what's going on now is not we've got to learn a lesson on how to be a woman again. It's kind of like we just need to remember we already know this stuff. It's fine to be sensitive and it's fine to be vulnerable. And we squelch that. And I, I say to women, we're getting on periods, but it makes sense. When a woman is on any type of birth control, She has no sense of her hormones because it's being dictated by synthetic chemicals. So she doesn't have that natural progesterone, which is very soothing and calming. She's lost her libido because it's being dictated by something that doesn't, that mimics who she is in the world. Yeah. And it contributes to depression and anxiety. And I think it's so wonderful when I work with women and they make the decision to get off the pill. And and for some women, they're able to use a non-hormonal IUD. And some people, it doesn't work. But they can start feeling their hormones again. Yeah. And, you know, I say to women, you're supposed to bleed. There's a beauty to bleeding. That is an incredible gift to have. Because if you really honor the ebb and flow of your cycle and understand the energetic movement, you have so much power. Women, as you know, right around the time of their bleed, have more vivid dreams. They're much more psychic. Yeah. Right? Well, in the old days, before it became vilified, especially in the Native American community, that women would get together, and this goes back to when we were more tribal, women would get together because they would all bleed at the same time and all ovulate Mm. at the same time before the invention of the light bulb that threw us off. But when women would bleed together then they would be really psychic, really in tune with things. And it's not written about because it was written by men, predominantly white men who came across the Native Americans about this. But women would go off and they'd bleed and they'd have their dreams and they'd have their visions and they'd come back and tell the men. And that's what ruled what the tribe was going to do next. And every Mm -hmm. time there is a cycle that is complete, you basically just rebirthed your body. Yep. You know, so I feel on, you know, a woman's menstrual cycle is a symbol of that. I think a woman going through menopause, and I love how we're tying this into COVID, but part of it really is how can we start getting more in touch with who we are? How do we get in touch with what our soul needs? And COVID can create that opportunity. You know, yes, people are very concerned about their jobs. I get that. Some people You know, they have been living check to check and they're waiting for unemployment to show up. This is a challenging time. It is difficult. We will move through this. But also during this time, people are spending quality time with families that they've probably never have had throughout their marriage. 
mothers and fathers and children are home having meals together and playing together. And probably that hasn't happened in a generation or two, right? Yeah, very much so. Especially since, you know, cell phones are not that old. I mean, for kids, mm-hmm. they're, you know, always been around. But cell phones, right. modern television, all that kind of stuff, before that became the main way that we communicate or the main way we enjoy things, yes, it was about the interaction with people, specifically people within your own family first. So I'm hoping that people can, when they do go back to work and they find whatever that new rhythm is, that they take with them the importance and value of connection, of family, of community, of slowing down. We're going to get that opportunity repeatedly until we get it. So the summer is going to be about chaos more than it is going to be about the infection. Yes, the infection is going to still spread. The summer months are not going to stop that from happening, at least what I've been shown. But the biggest problem is we go back to work, but we're not ready. And some people don't want to, and yet you still have to, and there's still going to be infection. There's no leadership. There's no right way of doing anything. Part of that, if you look at the bigger picture, is for each one of us to find not what somebody else will tell you to do, but what you need to do for yourself. And that is against the rules that other people who don't care about you are putting up for their own personal reason. So summer is going to be chaos. We're going to have another version of the virus in the fall, but it's already mutated twice. So it's going to mutate before we get there. So this is like a long haul thing, but you can look at it is that the number of people who need to wake up and smell the coffee, that the virus lasts as long as they are in the majority. And we've got a lot of young souls on the planet, an unusual number of young souls on the planet. And they're the ones that are having the hardest time. They're the ones that are the most stuck, like little kids are going to stick their feet in the ground and they're not going to move no matter what they should do. But this is not to break that back, although technically this year and all the stuff that's going on breaks that Piscean age mentality, but it is about being able to get people to understand things from a different point of view, and it's going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. So if everybody goes back to work and people die or whatever, it's still the push that if you don't get it right away, there's going to be another opportunity tomorrow, the next day, next week, that is going to get you to understand the depth of this Even if you're a young soul and you don't really get it all, we will all get there in one way or another. We all will. That's a guarantee. A lot of people will be lost, but honestly, a lot of people don't know how to leave the planet, so they're going to. It's far more positive than it sounds. It just changes the rhythm that we have been in, and we've been in it for so long and with our own head that we just don't pay attention to how much of a change this is a breath of fresh air for us. So how long... Do you feel that it will take to ride this out where we can hit a new norm? More than likely sometime in spring of next year. That's what I thought. Do you feel people will be going back to work? I think people will be going back to work when they don't want to, when it's not safe. That's where the chaos comes from this year. We're not going to get a clear handle on it. We're just not, because the point of it is... It's an overall thing that hits everybody in the world, but you're right. The karma involved with this is for every single individual. What are you facing within what you have to face within yourself? What are your karmic lessons about this? And then the karmic lessons for the community, the karmic lessons for the world, the karmic lessons for businesses. And everything is about us looking at something from a new point of view on a much lesser scale. If everybody remembers that during the OJ trial, it was on television pretty much 24 seven. We don't pay attention to it, but that, moment, those months of it being on television, it changed everything about entertainment. Most of the shows that were on at that point died because they couldn't maintain and they didn't get the energy to like recharge their audience when they came back. So like three quarters of the soaps are now gone. We didn't have the programming that we have now about non-scripted shows. Most of the shows before OJ were scripted and then they became about there's a contest or there's a, a hour-long game on primetime. We didn't have the networks that we have now, the cable stations that are about all news or all court or all the Senate. All of that stuff changed and we're so used to it, we don't think about what a huge change that was at that time. The people who lost jobs, the people who lost their momentum, we take that in granted that that's just the way it is now. We will be in that space that as this makes changes to us and to our lives every single day, we get with the program. And a lot of us are not going to be happy, but a lot of us are really happy that this is happening because it makes everything easier. But we're in that moment of as if birth in the birth canal, which is not we're a pleasant experience, 
but Mm -hmm. we can't get to the other side without going through this reassessment. So you feel the spring, I know things shift and change, but you feel the spring of next year, the dust will start to settle? I think it will. I think that we're going to have new leadership. I think the leadership is going to be far more coherent and strong. Do you want to talk a little about the leadership? If you want to. (laughs) I would love for you to have that conversation. So who do you think is going to be president? I think Biden is going to be president for a while. The thing is, do you know about the Tecumseh curse? Biden better not hear this. Yeah, you can share it. Okay. So the Tecumseh curse is that every 20 years, whoever is elected president will die within the first year. Okay. Biden needs to be elected because he represents the patriarch, the kind patriarch, as opposed to the freaking crazy patriarch, because we still need on a certain level, a lot of people still need the daddy voice to tell us what to do and that we're going to be okay. But the thing is, no matter who he chooses as vice president, he has said is going to be a woman, I believe is going to be a woman of color. And anybody that he chooses is 400% better prepared to lead the country than even Biden is. I love him, but he is a strong leader through kindness, not a strong leader through conviction. I believe he will be elected, and I believe with the Tecumseh curse, he will die within the first year of office, not from coronavirus, and it will not be an assassination. It will be a natural death for him, and I believe the vice president will be a woman of color, and she will take over, and she will kick ass. Yay. Not to Biden, but he did his job. He did his job. Getting elected is going to be his job to get us out of the craziness of Trump. But that's his point because, Mm -hmm. you know, God love him. And I do. I think he's a wonderful man. He's not a great leader. And that's fine. He doesn't have to be. He has to be the good father figure now because it gives comfort to people. But when push comes to shove and we really need to pull things together, it's going to take a woman. It's going to take a woman of color because of her experiences in being a person of color to be able to just see through all the crap and take us exactly where we need to be. That's great. Do you feel that, getting back to the COVID virus, when do you feel that we will see a, because there are different strains of this, an antiviral that will be effective? I don't see a vaccine. We We won't won't get a vaccine because like I said, it's already- The vaccine, but I mean an antiviral. No, because the point of this, the whole thing for me, the point of this is by the end of May, everybody's going to be infected. Most people are not going to have any symptoms. The worst part about having it in your body is that it makes you more susceptible to any other virus or any other cold, even ones that are non-fatal or aren't supposed to affect us very much. Because the point of it is to get back to our own immune systems. So nothing is Mm. going to work because we're not supposed to be doing vaccines. I understand that's very popular, but it vaccines and overuse of antibiotics take us so far out of our own natural rhythm right. that we don't even know how we feel without some kind of drug giving us that. Just the last thing, as soon as the drug companies mm-hmm. were able to legally advertise their product, then everybody relying on drugs just went through the roof. I do feel that People are more receptive right now to taking better care of their health because it's their immune system. Yep. And, you know, this in many ways is a serious wake up call. And that is my commitment to everyone out there. How am I able, not just one on one, but even, you know, on a larger scale, how can I educate? How can I help people be the healthiest version of who they are? Yeah, that's exactly and it. We need that because this we're not living in a very healthy country right now. And that is why many individuals that have passed from this have had, yes, some have been elderly, but others have had compromised immune systems and an array of comorbidity. And there's a lot of factors. So, you know, I love getting people, this wonderful journey of wellness, spiritual wellness, wholeness, leaning into our shit and going, oh my God, I really have to do this because I can't turn back is really exciting. It is, it's a rebirth. And if people can really roll up their sleeves and say, you know what, I'm going to do this because what do I have to lose? Yeah. I'll come out a better version of me. I'll come out and shed stuff that no longer serves me. Yes. And I think that's, I mean, that's one thing I, I love about you is you're very clear when you, you work with people to help them see what's going on. What can they let go of? And what will serve them best? So what words of comfort can you share with our listeners right now? There is no failure here. This is a hard year. 
it's the hardest year we will ever have in this lifetime, and that's it. We don't encounter anything like this again in our lifetime, probably for thousands of years. But it is very focused. So the point of it is we all make it through, even for those who die, they are in peace or they have an opportunity yeah. to recharge. Death is not a condemnation. And to be aware that this takes us to exactly where we need to be, even if we don't like the journey, we yeah. will not fail. We all make it in one way or another. We've got a lot of angelic energy that's helping us through this year. Let go, let God go down the river, find your own current, let it take you where you need to be because we're not in control. And the more we release that and know that it takes us to who we are as each individual, the easier this is. Amen, sister. That was beautiful. You summed it up. If people could just listen to the podcast and get that one gem, you said it all. That is beautiful, Lori. Lori, I want to thank you for joining me today. And what I will do is share Lori Johnson's contact information in the show notes so people can reach out to you for a reading. Thank you. And do some counseling. And I want to thank everyone today uh, for joining me on the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. And if you like what you've been hearing over the months, including today's first episode of season two, please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. I would love a good review if you feel it in your heart. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Hormone Lifestyle Zone. You'll get some great tips and new info that will keep you in a rocking place. And until next time, take incredible care of you and give a good squeeze to those you love. And if you can't because of travel restrictions and or social distancing, get on FaceTime or Zoom. Stay connected. Have a cup of coffee with your brother in the morning. Meet him for breakfast. Meet a sister or a friend for dinner and share and stay in touch with all the people in your lives. We have to do that right now. So much love, much grace, and be mighty well. Take good care.